We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for November 16th, 2014. Um, not very much longer on the study left, but we've got a very long audio to play, which is very important coming up here. But the first thing, I had a listener send me these pictures. This is just a couple that they sent me. And now back on to positive subjects. The FEMA coffin transport pictures. Uh, <clears throat> this was sent to me by a listener who kept her totally uh, anonymous. Scott, I was traveling to Boise, Idaho two days ago. I saw semi transporting FEMA coffins. Here are the pics. If you zoom in, you can see our location going to Idaho. And um, the other freeway sign was in Utah, which was far west. I, I put the sign, the far west sign in here. You can see it's an interstate, and you'll see far west exit 349. <clears throat> you see mountains in the background. And one's more of a close-up, where they're kind of like getting up beside the semi. And <clears throat> the other is more like further back, where you can see the semi and the road and the mountains and the interstate sign. So... Yeah, they're transporting these things, prepositioning them uh, around the country, I would imagine. <clears throat> I would say that you could have, the average coffin could probably have three to four people in there, and I guess they can be sealed and then, I don't know, uh, <clears throat> incinerated or whatever they're going to, whatever plans they're, they're planning on. But uh, that's the first time I've ever had actually any <clears throat> of these pictures sent to me. But the, the one place in Georgia, I mean, people have went there even recently and got inside them and talked to the people that actually they rent the property from and you know it's it's not a it's not a theory you know and they've even found the <clears throat> the patent and the actual schematics in the patent and, and what they're you know confirming that they are um coffins that can be uh sealed and and incinerated and if, if there was a disease outbreak then you could have three to four bodies in one coffin, and then uh, <clears throat> have a way to, I guess, seal them so that the disease doesn't get out, that type of thing. So, anyway, I uh, wanted to put that in there, little positive thing. Uh, anyway, then forward, forward we go. This is entitled, Some California Children Bathing Once a Week, Sharing the Same Tub of Water. Showers were one of the first things to go when the spring dried up, at Make-A-Guard Ranch, south of Half Moon Bay in California. Forced to rely on trucked-in water, the four children, aged 4, 6, 7, and 12, now bathe once a week, often sharing the same tub of water. The cleanest kid goes first, said the mother, uh, Donika Make-A-Guard, who was on a recent morning, who on a recent morning was soaking her youngest two uh, daughters, Quincy and Quill, followed by seven-year-old Larry. The historic statewide drought has struck uh, especially hard the southern Mateo County coast. Okay, and while other parts of the Bay Area are served by big water agencies with steady, if shrinking supplies, most of the homes and small farms here, less than a half hour's drive from Silicon Valley, rely on creeks and wells, many of which have stopped flowing. Well, there's a lot of reasons they've stopped flowing, and that's what the next part we're going to be talking about. Um, some of that is the fact that they have inhibited water flow coming into California, or maybe even starting in California, to proceed to the areas where the drought is. A lot of it is the actual <clears throat> uh, water we weather warfare pro 
projects that they've had since the probably late 60s at bare minimum, where they have admitted, and I have documented this over and over from governmental sources, that they've had the power to control the weather uh, all the way going back probably 60s into the 50s, and they can control and manipulate rain of one of the easier things to do. And um, so they have the absolute ability to make it rain if they want to. They also have the ability to shut the rain down to create a drought situation. This is what they've done in California. I believe that California is a big beta test of what they really want to roll out for all the United States to have, you know, this drought-like condition. When we were in California recently, I was going down the main interstate that goes runs from north to south. I forget which one it is, but uh, in the in the area where there was absolute, you could just see it was looked like it wasn't desert, but it you could tell it had been like land that was probably once fertile, dried up. And there was all these signs there saying that this has been created essentially, and that this has all been done by design and stop these people from doing this big billboards. And the more I research it, the more I realize that's exactly the case. It's a created situation. It's a beta test. Um, they have created it by stopping a lot of the water flow and also by this weather warfare, which will prohibit the areas from getting rain. Um, and they're trying this out in California and uh, to see how, you know, all the intricacies of it and, and to uh, try to, con- because the, controlling the water would be the greatest way that you could possibly ever control a nation. Because water is, is, is other than air, the primary thing we need to survive. And um, this is all being done by design. And I believe California is a big beta test on how to make this all happen. Now, which leads me to my next report. And this is a long video. It's like 40-some minutes. And I have played uh, <clears throat> uh, audios from this particular uh, lady before. And I think I forget her name escapes me right now, but we'll, we'll get into that as soon as the video starts here. And um, her website, StopTheCrime.net, and I played one of her videos before. Uh, actually, I played more than one of her videos before, and she's got some really insightful stuff. A lot of the stuff about how oh, the electronic warfare they're they're setting up to control us and, and, and to affect us health wise. A lot of the stuff they're do, they're doing to the water. Um, and she's got links on her site called Water Wars and Primary Water, and I'm looking at it right now, Land and Water Theft, uh, also ones on Ebola. There's some really, really cutting-edge stuff that that is up here. And um, <clears throat> Deborah Tavares, I'm sorry, that's who it is. And so, now, she's not a Christian, and um, but I, I really believe that she's a sincere lady, that, that has some incredible information. She's very brave. And um, I'm just going to let you listen to this interview on rents.com. And, uh, because this really is an incredibly important issue. Because this is one of the main ways that ultimately they would try to control humanity. I think this is just about the main way. Because if you can control the water, man... <clears throat> And, and prevent somebody from getting to it, or convince you that there's none down there, you're going to tend to go, most people will tend to go along with whatever they're being told. Uh, <clears throat> this information I had never even heard before. 
So without further ado, let's go ahead and roll this particular audio. Water crisis hoax. Okay, welcome back. Here we go, hour number three. Deborah Tavares is with us. Deborah and Lou, uh, probably one of the great, it's like Mr. and Mrs. North, one of the great couples who are out there pushing the boundaries of what we're allowed to know and finding out things we're not allowed to know and even doing worse than that, they're telling us about it. And she's here tonight to tell us some things that I think are going to really shock you. They got my attention in a hurry. And this is really, I think, probably the best news I've heard in a long time. Hello, Deborah. Welcome back to the program. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for having me on the program. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I want to, of course, tell the audience. So again, unaccustomed to most of my teachings, we're going to hear some good news. More, some more good news today. So I don't know how much good news you can handle if you've already pegged the meter on, you know, how much good news you can handle for one given time allotment. So if, if that's the case, if you've already pegged that meter, you might want to step away for a day or two and then come back and receive some more good news, which will be in the form of this interview. So just kind of proceed with caution. Uh, some very important uh, things that uh, how the trickery has continued. Certainly everyone knows that we've been massively dumbed down through the entire education. Ah, deadly deceit. Deadly deceived. deceit. Deceived. We've been poisoned into and chemically lobotomized and on and on. But uh, this is a very important quote out of the silent weapons for quiet wars. It says this. All science is merely a means to an end. The means is knowledge. The end is control. Beyond this remains only one issue. Mm -hmm. Who will be the beneficiary? Mm -hmm. And so besides the fact that uh, we find that we have been deceived and uh, misinformed intentionally, We've also been deceived by doublespeak and words that have been uh, used to create a different meaning. So we find it's a semantic war on us, is what it is, and it's non-stop. It absolutely is. Uh, in fact, um, I'm just going to uh, refer everyone. I cannot underscore the importance of reading the report from Iron Mountain. Um, and or certainly watching the YouTube documentary, which is not the entire report. But uh, Now, you can look that up, the report from Iron Mountain. It's a very old report, uh, but if you've never heard it, <clears throat> you can probably look it up on YouTube or on the Internet, read it, hear the audio version. It, very predictive stuff to what we're seeing come to pass. Now, Jeff, I just want to read a couple of nuggets that I pulled out of the actual report uh-huh. because it leads into the good news that we're going to talk about this evening on the program. This is oh, she's got the report on her website, and she gives you a link here. Uh, you can probably find it by going to uh, stopthecrime.net and maybe search for Iron Mountain report. But she also gives you the link here. You can click on on the YouTube link that I'll give you as well that we're listening to right now. Uh, amazing news, actually. But uh, people need to understand the level of deception. And here's uh, what the report from Iron Mountain is really all about. Uh, it was to determine the minimum and optimum levels of destruction of life, destruction of property, and destruction 
of natural resources, on the possibility mm-hmm. and desirability of peace. So here we have the illusion. Uh, they're telling us destruction of life, property, and natural resources for peace. So doublespeak. Uh, we're ending up with the word peace mm-hmm. and we're disregarding the mm-hmm. evil mm-hmm. that was, was above that. And the report tells us many things, but on page five, here's an example. The deliberate intensification of air and water pollution as part of the program leading to peace. Long-range planning and budgeting to the optimum levels number of lives to be destroyed annually in overt warfare is high on the Iron Mountain Group's list of priorities for the government. And it goes on to tell us that the report was never intended for publication. In fact, they were concerned that if it was released... So in other words, this is this um, <clears throat> satanic think tank that was what was put in place in um, 1967... Uh, it looks like it's when this came out. And page five, the long-range planning and budgeting of the optimum number of lives to be destroyed annually in overt warfare is high on the group's list of priorities for government action. This is in order to bring about their new world order. They're going to have to kill a ton of people, is what they're saying there. For publication. Oh, and also reestablish slavery and organize repression of minority groups and... Um, deliberate intensification of air and water pollution, which they're doing through chemtrailing and all the garbage that they're dumping into the water, both the municipal and freshwater system and um, oceans. That uncertain advantages of public discussion on the Iron Mountain's conclusions and recommendations would greatly be outweighed by the clear and predictable danger of crisis in public confidence which ultimately, which with the untimely publication of the Iron Mountain report and what that publication would evoke as far as the crisis was concerned. They also talked about how they would utilize uh, the um, office of the president. And on page 69, uh, they talk about uh, they proposed the, uh, the establishment under executive order of the president of a permanent war peace research agency empowered and mandated to execute the programs described in the Iron Mountain report. And it said that the agency uh, would be provided with unaccountable funds sufficient to implement its responsibilities and decisions at its Mm -hmm. own discretion. Mm -hmm. Now, I've shared many times in the past the illusion of government we just, many people voted. They're now hoping for change. But certainly uh, what I think many people need to understand through the indoctrination is we do have a corporate de facto system that's posing as a representative government. And it's quite obvious by now that it's not representing us. And to that end, um, I just wanted to go right into the good news uh, by illustrating the illusion that was first perpetrated on us, and that, of course, was the illusion of peak oil. And in all of the documents that our cities are basing policies and ordinances and control mechanisms, these documents all contain the requirement to reduce uh, fossil fuel. We've got to reduce fossil fuel. And um, now let me let me well, say one thing right there. 
Whenever you folks hear the term fossil fuel, you either need to correct the person that said it or you need to get away from them. They don't they are completely lost. Oil, petroleum has nothing whatsoever to do with fossils, of dinosaurs, of plants. No animal, no vegetable matter has created oil on this planet. The Russians proved it over and over again. The deeper they drilled, the more they would find oil. They found oil at over eight miles down. And if you think that dead dinosaurs and ferns caused oil to be created eight miles below the Earth, you, you better think again. So the lie of, of fossil fuel continues to this day. It does, and it's in all of the documents. In fact, what I've been recommending people do, Jeff, is um, type in their city, the name of their city and their state, followed by policies to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, you can type in your school board, policies to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. You can type in the Center for Disease Control and Protection, the CDC, mm-hmm. policies to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. In fact, you can type in most all of the corporate agencies. We're talking about the Bureau of Land Management. We're talking about the FCC. We're talking about uh, General Electric. Any and all, you'll find that they are all promoting the false science of global warming. And, uh, again, uh, we're being massively deceived and tricked, and science is being rewritten. Science is based on the new technology of mind control through the Delphi technique, and all science now is based upon consensus. In fact, when we recently attended an IEEE meeting, Institute for Electrical and Electronic Engineers, we were stunned to see that these designers of future technologies and those that have already designed future technologies that are covert and they're not letting us know what they are, um, were uh, set up under the Delphi protocol uh, for meeting uh, input after speakers spoke at this um, two-day symposium about uh, the future beyond 2035. It was stunning to see how these scientists and engineers were tricked into uh, the Delphi technique. And uh, for those of you that are listening that do not understand what the Delphi technique is, uh, I would just do a search, Delphi, D-E-L-P-H-I. But understand, it is the mind control strategy that was organized by the RAND Corporation in the 60s. And it's the method in which uh, all corporate meetings are um, conducted. Uh, There are trained facilitators. Many cities call them hired consultants. They pay thousands and thousands of dollars to bring in these um, trained facilitators under the Delphi technique. In fact, Jeff, I recently uh, learned about uh, what it would require if I decided to be on a board that was going to be a Delphi board, and I knew that. And this is what they said. They said in order to uh, be approved to be on an advisory panel committee, that I would have to agree to the consensus approach of the decision model. In other words, I had to agree Mm -hmm. to either be in favor of what the majority was uh, uh, believing, or I would have to, to say I can live with it. That was the criteria for me to be able to sit on a board 
that was def defining the existence and the continued existence of our rural volunteer firefighter. Well, that makes it a consensus. Uh, Deborah tends to go to a lot of these local meetings uh, where they're trying to implement a lot of this, just whether it's land grabs or this water issue. And she's in California, so she's kind of at ground zero. So she gets a lot of really hands-on, ground zero type of exposure to a lot of these issues. And um, so that gives her a much greater... Uh, knowledge base to to get up there and, and talk about these types of subjects. This is an automatic consensus. Absolutely, absolutely. So again, we need to uh, certainly understand that peak oil was designed by Rockefeller. It was certainly a part of uh, the way in which business is conducted because by creating scarcity and telling people there's not much, uh, then there could be. Uh, massive amounts of money made on the market of scarcity. Sure. And there's an excellent YouTube. I recommend everybody watch it. It's called The Origins of Oil, and it is um, Colonel Fletcher Prouty. And I, again, The Origins of Oil, to understand the illusion and the scare tactics and the fear around the deception. So that brings us into the deception now of water. Because certainly, as you know, Jeff, we're being hit in California with the illusion of scarcity. We're having to reduce... Um, so this origin of oil, which I would recommend, I haven't watched it, but I would recommend I need to watch it, which totally disproves the whole thing with the fossil fuels. That fossil fuels are made from the ferns decaying and the dinosaurs and, you know, this type of... This is garbage to brainwash us into thinking there's only a finite amount of oil in the earth that we're using up and this is the reason that they can use excuses like that in order to drive oil prices higher. Okay, And that whole thing is based, I believe, on this peak oil, which is an event based on N. King Hubbard's theory, is a point in time when the maximum rate of extraction of petroleum is reached after which the rate of production is expected to enter a terminal decline. Peak oil theory is based on the observed rise peak and sometimes rapid fall and depletion of aggregate production rates in oil fields over time, mostly due to the development of new production techniques and the exploration of unconventional supplies. Um, Hubert's original predictions for world production proved premature. Peak oil is often confused with oil depletion. Peak oil is the point of maximum production, while depletion refers to a period of falling reserves in supply. Anyway, this is garbage. Because they're finding that the actual earth produces the oil, and that it's just not from a finite source. And so, this has all been done to brainwash, the fossil fuel thing has been done to brainwash us into thinking, well, hey, when the, when the fossils... You know, when all that oil that's produced from all those fossils that have been decaying millions and millions of years, which, you know, then you get into the whole, you know, evolution, Big Bang theory. <clears throat> well, then we're not going to have any more petroleum to run cars, even though they've got technologies right now where we would not even have to do that. And the company that I talked about earlier with generators, I guess now they're saying that they're not going to uh, even be putting these things out before, like, into 2015 now. The 
they've been just overwhelmed with orders. They want to make sure that when they debut it, that they've got a better warranty, that they've got a lot of um, production waiting, uh, a, a lot of things that that will um, they'll be able to put these things out and not be backlogged right off the bat. I still don't see how that's going to happen. So whether that happens or not, I don't know. But that there's there's an example of a generator that runs off water. And if you want to know more about that, uh, just key in water car. Um, and then you can key in water car, um, inventor killed on YouTube. And you'll see the guy that invented a car that runs off water. He was killed. So many of those guys have been either bought off or killed. It's not even funny. So there's all types of technologies. And, and, and just over and over, they're just all suppressed. Either it, it, Best case scenario for them, they're bought off. Worst case, they're killed. Happens over and over and over again. I don't see how this generator is going to be any different. Unless enough of the word gets out. And that's why I have this type of ministry. Because I'm trying to get the word out about a multitude of different truths out there. Ways that we're being deceived. Alternatives that seek, you know, that we can get this stuff going here. Uh, Because that would be something that would be a huge, huge um, blessing to a ton of people, a way to get somebody, a family, literally off the grid, away from the control of the, I mean, let's say you had your your own well, and your own, one of these uh, water power generators, I mean, these things are powerful, supposedly, I mean, the way that they were saying, you could, the bigger one could run, you know, a whole house easily, <clears throat> I mean, that would be, see, I equate that out to freedom, to a certain extent. You know, you're not dependent upon this wicked, evil government for your power or for your water. And I, those those things could be a tremendous blessing to a lot of people in the future. So let's go ahead and continue with this uh, report here. Not only watering anything that's uh, green, I mean, lawns, the cities are actually paying 50 cents a square foot, up to a 1,000 square feet, for you to take out your lawns. Some cities are even hmm. paying more per hmm. square foot. Mm-hmm. We have water police that are literally people that are patrolling the streets between 4.30 and 6.30 in the morning to see if anybody is violating any runoff. Um, that's uh, in your town? That, that's in Santa Rosa. Can you imagine these little Nazis? I, I guarantee you these people that are patrolling the streets to, to make sure that they're good little Nazis and they're going to turn in any little little dissenter, anybody, I guarantee you, they will they will beg for the mark of the beast. Beg for it. They've already sold their souls, as far as I'm concerned. Anybody that would do that, stoop to that level, I mean, are you kidding me? But you run into a lot of this, a ton of this big brother, um, liberal mindset out there in, in California. In Northern California, which is about an hour north of the Golden Gate Bridge for people who uh, can think about that geographically. So in Santa Rosa, uh, we have uh, requirements. We must, as as, uh, the governor uh, of California instructed in January of 2014, we had to reduce a mandatory reduction of 20% of water consumption in the state. And should the drought continue, the next phase will be a 30% percent reduction total uh, so 10 more percent reduction from our current 20 and at the 30 percent reduction we will not be allowed to plant annual flowers or vegetables or vines 
Oh, how nice. That we will be precluded from planting food. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all based on an illusion because they've created the idea of scarcity. See, this is what it's all about. Satan creating a environment that's a totally based on falsehood, as you're going to see here, where he just keeps squeezing you and tightening the noose until, you know, you're just backed into a corner like a caged rat. That's how he wants us all to live in that, in that level of anxiety and in fear about the basic necessities, even boiling it down now to water. In fact, on our website, stopthecrime.net, under the Water Wars link, we have a couple of extremely important documents. We really need everyone's help in downloading these documents and getting them out far and wide. And again, her website is stopthecrime.net. One word, stopthecrime.net. And you'll see the links right at the very top of the site, Water Wars, Primary Water, Land Water Theft. Uh, She's about as on top of this as any other website I know of on about these types of issues and about all the electronic warfare they're using with uh, cell phone towers and and these types of things. They're trying to create this electronic grid to literally control us and and to um, uh, affect our brainwave patterns and to dumb us down and to make us sick. Well, she's about as up on it as anybody that, that I know of on on the internet regarding that particular subject. So let's go back. Because our research team found one uh, out of Oxford, England. And again, it's under the Water Wars link of StopTheCrime.net, and it's entitled Water Market USA. And the reason that we recommend <clears throat> everyone download it immediately is it really does say the, uh, tell everyone the plan of how the globalists intend to privatize the water within the United States. It talks about the agencies that are involved in this plot, the EPA, the Department of Interior, the Bureau of Reclamation. I mean, it just goes on and on. And it is a very, very disturbing document, but it is their plan, and we need to know their plans because they've made them available to us. The next plan of... uh, Privatization is another document that was found out of Israel, and it's a Goldman Sachs document entitled Sustainable Growth, Taking a Deep Dive into Water. Uh And um, it's not a large document, Jeff, but uh, it talks about uh, how uh, the shale revolution is uh, just a, a growing market. It's a growing alternative to oil. And it's led by the shale revolution in oh, the United shale States. Shale gas, fracking, yeah, you bet. Yes, and they say that um, this will be a successful business because it is an unconventional gas, but it's water intensive. And they say that adequate water supply is crucial as an ingredient for shale production. Mm-hmm. And they tell us, this is a Goldman Sachs document, mm-hmm. that U.S. shale development has been aided by the United States' abundant water resources. Well, where they get that water? We all know well, that shale, if you study it, requires an extraordinary amount of water. So all of a sudden, this drought, and there's a lot of shale oil and shale gas drilling in California, where are they getting the water? Well, that's where we're going to go now, because I think it's uh, certainly important for everyone to understand, again, how science has been maneuvered for profits for for the market. Again, we're not only uh, USA Inc., we're Earth Inc., and what we have is USA Inc. is stealing the water for profits and power, and they're creating water markets from a natural 
resource. And the wars of the 21st century will be fought over water rather than oil. And uh, we can see that that is becoming the reality. But here's another reality, and this is quite amazing. Uh, we, we learned that uh, there is not peak water like peak oil. There is an abundant amount of water. It's called primary water. Okay, let, let me ask you to hold on. Let's get that title. I want to hear that. Primary water. Primary water. Yes. Now, peak oil was predicated on the idea that there was a finite amount of it here, and we had tapped right. it, and we were already past the peak potential reserves that were in the planet's crust, and there would be no more. We found out, of course, that was a complete lie and that the Earth creates oil through geological processes and heat at great depths and presses it up, up to the surface where it collects in pools that we call oil fields. That's why, if you understand peak oil being a lie, there is unlimited oil. It's constantly being made, and that's why a lot of empty oil fields now are full and pumping again. So the Earth's blood is considered to be oil by many. Now, I'm going to... Okay, so again, he brings up a great point. If these oil fields that were supposedly pumped dry, now they're full, where did that come from if it was from a finite source, if it was from fossil fuel? Did a whole bunch of dinosaurs kind of sneak into the into the um, oil field that was pumped dry and um, just decay really quick, and they brought a whole bunch of ferns with them? And, yeah, guys, come on, let's get down here so we can die and decay really quick to make some more oil for the guys upstairs. Obviously, no. It is like, I guess, a, they're calling it like the lifeblood of the planet. So, it, it's pretty amazing. I, I bet you they didn't teach this stuff to you in school. Yes, I think I know where Deborah is going with this. And there is also a secondary blood system, if you will, that the planet Earth has. That's right. And it's called water. And water is in abundance. Uh, it is uh, deep in the earth, but it doesn't have to be accessed by deep wells. And uh, it's because primary water naturally pushes up from the fa fractured zones in the earth's crust. And we have a... a Artesian wells are an example of that, of course. Absolutely. In fact... Um, what we recently discovered, we attended a water meeting last week here in Northern California, and there were representatives there uh, from Napa. Napa is where that 6.0 earthquake uh, occurred the end of August. And uh, what the newspapers were uh, writing about shortly after the earthquake were all of these dry rivers and uh, creeks that were suddenly flowing with water. And they just couldn't understand where that water was coming from. Huh. Well, that 6.0 earthquake was was uh, a release for the fractures, and the water just came bubbling up. And we asked the Napa water representatives just last week, are those creeks still running? And they are. Not only are the creeks in Napa still running, uh, they talked about one of the wells that has become an artesian well. Water is flowing out of it. They don't even have to pump it. And so what they are not uh, explaining to the people is that this is uh, primary water. 
And this is what we must all understand. We have been deceived by the idea of water scarcity. And when you read the documents on StopTheCrime.net under the Water Wars, the Goldman Sachs, and that USA Water document that I'm recommending, they're all built around the deception of scarcity. And they talk about the profits that will be made out of scarcity. Okay, I want to bring up something really cool that she's not going to bring up that this verse came into my head as I was hearing this. And um, I did a keyword search for deep and fountains in the Bible. And notice, she said that there was an earthquake that occurred before this uh, river started flowing in Napa Valley, and all of these springs all of a sudden sprung up, no pun intended, that were dry or maybe weren't even there before at all. Rivers flowing now with water after an earthquake. Okay? Well, in Genesis 7-11, it says in the sixth year, uh, six hundredth, sorry, six, six hundred, you know, what's the difference? In the six hundredth year of Noah's life, uh, in the second month, the seventeenth day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up. And the windows of heaven were opened. Now, when you when Noah's flood is typically portrayed, you well, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Okay, yeah, but what was the first thing the Bible mentioned? It said all the fountains of the deep, great deep, were broken up. Well, in order to break something up, you got to shake it. It's just not going to break up by itself. I guarantee you there were some serious earthquakes that went on the day that, that the flood started. And this is further evidence of these fountains of the great deep being broken up. Earthquake in Napa Valley. Big time earthquake. All of a sudden rivers are flowing. Wells are springing up. Artesian springs. These types of things are happening. So there is the Bible confirming something that that is happening now. This is total confirmation of this. It's not a theory of this fact of this. It's called primary water. And that it is also a lifeblood of the earth. It's also mentioned in Genesis 8, 2, it says, The fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped, and the rain from the heavens was restrained. And I believe that's when the flood was opened. So the fountains of the deep evidently were, were issuing forth water for 40 days and 40 nights, as was it raining for 40 days and 40 nights. So... I just isn't that cool? I mean, that, that's really neat. And then it, it's also mentioned in Proverbs eight twenty eight says, "When he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep." And obviously, if it was a fountain of the deep, you would be dealing with also fresh water, which would be more important to humanity than obviously even well. I mean, the oceans. I'm not saying that that that's not important. It's hugely important. But from a survival standpoint, you can't drink salt water. Uh, so the, these fountains of the deep um, is a, is a is a concept that is firmly established in, in Scripture, and it was as far as contributing to the flood might have been even a greater factor than the rain that was falling for forty days and forty nights because it's the first thing that's actually mentioned. So anyway, interesting point there, and. Um, Let's go back to the uh, report here. And Jeff, they talk about the tremendous increased profit opportunity 
by cleaning up the water that they, in fact, have poisoned intentionally with all of those injection wells, like vaccinating the globe with these toxic injection wells. This is not even fracking. This is how uh, industry was using the earth to as an invisible dump site. Over 680,000 of these injection wells throughout the United States alone. And already um, over 150,000 of them are poisoning the groundwater uh, supplies. Now, primary water is deeper than ground. I mean, there's that one There's that one report on, on fracking where, I mean, they're literally turning on their faucet and they can light their water on fire, I believe, is, is when it comes out of their well, because there's a fracking uh, that's nearby. And she's also talking about these injection wells. And all of this, again, being done on purpose to destroy the earth, to pollute it, to create a problem that, that again, if they can pollute the water, then they'll have people coming to them saying, well, help us, Mr. Big Brother Satan government, so, so that you can take this problem away, even though you, you created it. And they'll be all more than happy to offer the solution, but it's probably going to involve you giving up your land, you know, or, or some other nefarious thing. And water. And when I asked some of the primary water experts about the toxins that were being injected by these injection wells, uh, this is what I understand uh, is uh, the uh, opportunity with the primary water. The primary water pushes out the poisonous water, and yes, it does become groundwater, and it does, uh, you know, certainly. Uh, become the available water in our groundwater plains. But we can be drinking clean, fresh water that is not contaminated when we access primary water. And this is important to know. Israel consulted with these primary water experts in the 50s. In order to populate Israel, they needed to find water. It was a dry, waterless, seemingly waterless desert region. And these uh, primary water experts located primary water. And that is why Israel was able to populate. And uh, the same thing, Jeff, uh, we talked about Muammar Gaddafi. And we talked about the amazing, great man-made river project that he built with uh, oil. Well, it was called by many the eighth wonder of the world at the time, what he did. And what he did, he paid for with his life. Well, he did. And I would recommend people do some research on uh, Muammar Gaddafi's great man-made river project. You will learn uh, why uh, when NATO went in. They bombed the water resources. Because First thing they did they, was to bomb that, uh, that incredible water project, destroy it, so the desert could no longer bloom. Uh, it was just uh, Well, sickening. actually, it brought Libya to its knees because yeah. he had used oil revenue to, when they were, when, actually, when they were drilling for oil in the desert, they found this water. Yeah. And he was trying to encourage the Libyan people to come into that area and farm. But the people liked the climate in Libya, and so he decided he'd have to bring the water to them. And that is how that great man-made river project started. He brought the water to them using oil revenue. And he said at the time that uh, this is the biggest answer to America and all the evil forces who accuse us of being concerned with terrorism. We are only concerned with peace and progress. 
America is against life and progress. It pushes the world towards darkness. He knew that this would happen once he was able to become self-reliant. He wanted the Libyan people to have uh, uh, their own water supply, their own gold-backed currency, as well as food. And they oh, he was trying to take the whole country to a state of self-sufficiency, predicated, of course, upon the natural resources of Libya. And he was so successful that they had to put an end to it. Well, and they did. And again, I got into this in previous studies, how they've went through and toppled their little... Um, not, not to say the guy was perfect, Gaddafi or whatever, but they've went through and toppled these... Islamic regime or country leaders that were, I would say, kind of like moderate Muslims, not the radicalized wanting to go around and chop off everybody's head. And granted, that's not being true to Islam. That's not being a fundamental Islamist, as the Quran would state. But they they had enough sense, I guess, in their head to know that that's not the way to go. And he was doing all kind of great things. And they had to come in and topple him and, 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 and totally demonize the guy and then install their own little puppet. Uh, really pro-radical Muslim uh, dictatorial regime in there. And they've done this through with uh, country after country after country in the Middle East. Uh, they brought Libya to its knees. <clears throat> and now uh, uh, people can certainly search some, uh, some of the aspects of what the Libyan people lost uh, after the war. Yeah. And it's quite astounding uh, the yeah, benefits well, that the Libyan people they had, had. Yeah, I have to take a break here. The Libyan people had more benefits from the natural resources of their country through their government than any other country I have ever heard about on this planet. And you didn't hear about it in the mainstream media. All you heard about was how crazy Gaddafi was and all the rest of it. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth. They had benefit after benefit, as as all peoples should, from the resources of their own countries. But they don't get it because it's skimmed off by the crooks that have taken control. Stand by, we'll be right back with Deborah Tavares and she and Lou's work in just a couple of minutes. Does peak water, does primary water mean that we can abandon logical, pragmatic, intelligent water management programs and policies? No, of course not. But it does mean, just like with the dissolution and the evaporation of the peak oil lie, we can now, if this is all true, and every indication is that it is, we can now relax, we will have drinkable, clear water, as much as we basically need forever. Because if the earth is making oil, uh, the earth is making water, and if we have both, end of story. Well, Jeff, uh, certainly uh, Gaddafi was an example of tapping into primary water. And, of course, uh, many people know that uh, it takes two parts hydrogen and one part oxygen to create water. And I would recommend everyone learn more about this amazing truth and the science that they're trying to prohibit getting out. We must get this out far and wide. You can go to 
StopTheCrime.net on the home page, you will see a link entitled Primary Water. And there are, there's a, an excellent illustration uh, that visually shows you uh, primary and secondary water cycles. And uh, there's a, quite a bit of reading material that is from the Primary Water Institute. We're going to talk about what the Primary Water Institute has already accomplished. Um, certainly, they have gone to Africa and spent nine years digging multiple wells and finding um, just literally two to 300 gallons a minute in an arid area that only would get 10 inches of rain a year. Hmm. And I can say that uh, this... So in other words, if it's only getting this tiny amount of water every year, where is all this water coming from underneath the ground? Well, the earth is replenishing its own reserves, just like the whole thing that it's doing with the oil as well. It's doing this with the water. It's not dependent, in, in other words, upon the rainwater, even in desert areas. This is startling news for most people that are listening, because, again, we have been uh, delphied. We have been um, made to believe untruths. We are believing that the truths are lies, and the lies are truth. And as you said... Yeah, and as you said, you know, we we now can relax because of the knowledge of knowing we have available water. Okay, but are they going to allow us access to this primary water? Well, I can tell you that it's one well at a time. And people need to understand that. They need to work together to access primary water. There will be those that will... Uh, be able to assist with locating where those uh, fissures are and where primary water is. It doesn't need to be deep. You can access it just a couple of hundred feet, but you have to know where to do it. So, in other words, you just can't dig anywhere and expect to find this primary water. you, you got to have somebody that knows what they're doing um, evidently help you to find it. But if they're, again, this is one of those things where the more people, the more this word gets out, the more people that start doing this, the more, the more wells that are dug, where this is bearing fruit, the better. The harder it is for Satan to keep something back when that happens. And it's just again... And, and, and to pray that God would bless this endeavor, because this is truly a righteous thing, uh, pursuing this. I, I see no dark side to, to trying to let this, this, um, this happen. This obviously life-giving um, substance, water, and, and letting this happen, this could save millions of lives. An illustration of the Napa earthquake and how the fissures developed after that 6.0 quake and the water was released. We can find where the primary water is, and it's a simple for people that uh, know how to look at um, the various maps and be able to um, figure out where that is located. And I can say that because a primary water pushes up naturally through the fissure zones in the Earth's uh, crust, uh, it's released, the water is released, and they talk about how high pressures in the Earth's mantle make this upward movement of primary water possible and inevitable. And they tell us it's not necessary to drill hundreds of miles deep in order to access the abundant and valuable resource 
And in many cases, primary water can be found at the surface, which you talked about, and uh, of the earth. And that's demonstrated in many natural springs. And it can also be accessed by drilling near the surface, even less than 200 feet. And in some cases, earthquakes, such as the recent one in Napa, as we talked about, it removes the blockages and opens the channel for the primary water to then be released. And uh, this is an interesting situation. We're hearing along the coast that we're having uh, saltwater intrusion, that because of the groundwater pumping and the reduction of groundwater, that the ocean water is actually moving in Correct. those vacant cavities because we uh, don't have the groundwater there to keep the force against the ocean water from coming in. Right. Well, I talked to the primary water experts about this and was told that all we have to do is access primary water, which would flow constantly and in abundance. It would fill up the groundwater tables that have been been pumped down, mm -hmm. and it would keep that force against the coastline and not allow what they're calling as sea level rise. This is being intentionally created. We have sea level rise in the sense that we have uh, the ocean, the saltwater intrusion, and this is quite a large conversation uh, along uh, San Francisco coastal areas in the Petaluma area. Well, it should be. Not only are we having saltwater intrusion, or we don't want it, or we're having radioactive saltwater intrusion. So. Well, that's absolutely right. And so we can What he means by that is the Fukushima, the, the radioactive water from the Pacific then getting into the groundwater. And again, that's, you know, Satan's just, you know, uh, licking his chops over that one. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, uh, two for one over here for, for Satan. Not only is he infiltrating the... Uh, the groundwater with the with the salt water due to this drought they have created, but then also if you can if you can uh, infiltrate these areas with radioactive salt water, all the more satanically better. And push that out. We can keep uh, these fertile lands uh, plantable, and we can have the water. But your question about whether they'll allow it. <clears throat> Uh, certainly they want to create a market out of it, and that's evidenced in those documents that I referred to that we found out of Oxford, England, and the Goldman Sachs document. This is a market. And one of the things that's a concern, and I was talking to somebody uh, in the U.K., uh, actually in Ireland just recently, and I was told that they have a treaty uh, in play right now, much as we do, and it's called the T, as in Tom, TIP, T-I-P, and what uh, they revealed in their treaty, and I would, I would imagine that this is typical verbiage across the board in the treaties that they're moving forward in the United States with, but an example was made uh, that um, Occidental Petroleum uh, wanted to um, go into Ecuador uh, and uh, drill, and Ecuador did not want them there. And so Occidental uh, Petroleum sued Ecuador $1.8 billion for lost revenue. For mm -hmm. lost revenue. Uh -huh. So what we're having is we're having a revolution that will not be televised, uh, other than through programs like this, Jeff. 
and we need to um, certainly access uh, the staff of life, which is water. We need air, we need light, and we need water, water for food and water to exist. And at this moment, uh, it's very clear in California, they're looking to literally do a massive land theft through the the um, the false illusion of water scarcity. Well, they're, they're using the job not only to do that, but they're and they had been. Agenda 21 is trying to push people into urban areas. Why? So they can control the water and the power, all the services, the infrastructure, much easier than if people were spread out into urban. Sub- See, remember how I said they were beta testing this in California? Well, this is exactly another reason why. I mean trying to get hurt everybody into the city areas where they can control every facet of their life that were more easily controllable. It's just like the Hunger Games where you've got regions or districts where this ultra-poor class is lived lives and is essentially slaves for the state. They want to make that a reality worldwide, uh, but particularly in America. And I really believe they're beta testing this in California, creating this drought, creating all of these things that they're doing on purpose, in order to do this. And you think about it, like the people that I just read about, where, you know, they're getting their water trucked in, and, and the kids are sharing one bath a week, four kids, you know, they're only going to be able to hold out so long. If that's what they're depending upon, if that ranch is what they're depending upon to make their living, and they're get, and they're in some artificially created drought, and they're dependent upon their crops. Well, how long do you think they're going to be able to hold out unless they've got a ton of money in reserve, which they probably don't. There's going to be probably thousands if, or hundreds or thousands of farms that are going to be abandoned, um, which the government will probably snap up and they'll say, well, it's in fertile ground anyway. What good we can do? Okay, great. We'll, we'll make this a non, um, one of those, um, <clears throat> biodiversity areas, uh, and they won't allow people to repopulate those areas. And again, just in that mass trying to herd everybody into these small uh, city zones so that they can control us like cattle. Urban and rural agrarian areas where they can drill wells. They don't want that because that'll tip Well, that's cars. absolutely right. That's absolutely right. In fact, this is really going to lead into the... Um, the haste of the Wildlands Project, because people will m- willingly leave their land if they don't understand how water really works. They'll think they're out of water, and they can't live on their land once they do believe. They're- if you don't know about that, key in what she just said, the Wildlands Project, uh, either on well, YouTube would probably be the best way, is if you want to just get an audio and, and a video, and that'll, that'll tell you about the... I believe the how they're trying to take away like I don't it's it's unbelievable the amount of land and herd us into these little you know all of these cities and have these little corridors that connect the cities but everything else is a no go zone. I'm, I'm talking about the absolute vast majority of America they want to do this to, whereas not to grieve Mother Gaia anymore. I'll leave and I'll move in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, this is. Uh it's kind of dangerous information we're putting out there. You're upsetting a very big plan. You uh, you both should be commended for finding all this. Hold on, we have to take a break. We'll come right back in just a minute as we talk about primary water more. 
that's me and my synthesizer in the background. I mean, I don't want to brag, but you know, I I do the intro for the, for this guy. Teasy. That's me on the uh, synthesizer and a xylophone. clean, pure water constantly like it is oil. Well, that's what the data says. And one of the biggest kept secrets of all from the masses around the world. Uh, never going to run out of oil, and apparently now we're never going to run out of clean, new water. What? Um, wh- that's the best news I've heard in years. That is. And one of the um, <clears throat> primary water... Um, experts told us that after spending many, many decades of successful primary water studies and drilling projects, uh, he had proven that we can access this abundant source and supplement even our current atmospheric water. We think, we're told, we're taught that water comes from rain or snow, and that is the atmospheric aspect of water, which is also coming from primary water. And that's why I recommend everyone go to StopTheCrime.net, print some of the documents off of Water Wars, but certainly go to the primary water link. Get this information out far and wide as quickly as you can. Because, Jeff, as you said, this is not information they want us to know about. But the floodgates are opening up. People want to know the truth. And we must hold on to our access of water, particularly when it's in abundance and it's right below our feet. And people can now start looking down instead of looking up. We have to be aware of this little-known science. And um, certainly I know locally here the Napa earthquake has proven to people that water is coming from other sources other than from the atmosphere, and because we also know that the drought in California has been intentionally and deliberately engineered uh, by the geoengineering program, uh, we have to now rely on primary water because the weather is fully weaponized. Uh, We found something also very disturbing on the Harvard Law School website. Uh, When we were touring uh, the watershed area here in Northern California, we were told that uh, they're moving towards creating water trusts. Now, again, the word doublespeak. Trust is not trust. Replace trust with theft. Because the Harvard uh, Law School tells us this, that they're getting their feet wet, an introduction to water trusts. It says this, water trusts are private, nonprofit organizations that acquire water rights in order to enhance inflow or conservation. And I want to say something else that we discovered during the tour of our watershed, Jeff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, we discovered that our up uh, comes from a river called the Eel River, and it goes through a hydroelectric plant uh, that PG&E operates and actually owns, and they have 
acquired the water rights in 1930 for the upstream water that feeds the Russian River that gives Sonoma County and Marin its water supply. Meaning they can divert the water? Well, PG&E, number one, it's important for everyone to type in your search engine, PG&E, which is an acronym for Pacific Gas and Electric, followed by the word Rothschild. And you will find that PG&E is Rothschild. And Rothschild owns the water rights. That is the delivery system to the water here. And recently in Jan- So that's always a good scenario. you got the highest level Illuminati family in control of that. And, and this would be very near and dear to the Illuminati. Because they realize that this is the key to controlling, a huge key to controlling the planet. I mean, when you control the water, particularly fresh water, you're controlling crop production. You're not only controlling water, you're controlling the food. Because you have to have water to grow the crops. And granted, you could have rain, but if they can shut that off with weather warfare, with all their technologies there, which they can do, well, there you go. So if they can control that, then they can control essentially everything, the food and the water. And they're already polluting the air as well. So uh, this is what we're looking at here. In January of 2014, PG&E was asking the California Public Utility Commission for reduced flows from the Eel River. In other words, to further underscore the sense of water scarcity by water reduction, which would put pressure on uh, all of us to further reduce our water use. So the insanity, this PG&E, Rothschild control, is seeking flow reductions to these total drought-stricken areas. Remember what I said before, they're doing this on purpose, and that's one of the ways they're doing it? They're totally cutting off the the freshwater rivers, um, not just here, but in other parts of California, to get their water. And again, that's why I say this is a big beta test. They're, they're, they're doing this on a lot of different levels, in order to create this unbelievably bad uh, drought scenario. Because suddenly, uh, PG&E was requesting uh, lower flows, and they were mm-hmm. requesting lower flows because of the endangered fish. <laughs> so uh, I, wanna, I want to just also tell everyone, we have a lot of perpetrators in the United States, corporate agencies. You know, they always use some, some stupid thing like that. I'm sorry, I mean, I love animals as much as anyone else, but they are always... Like, since when did Satan start caring about the fishies? I, I just really want to know. I, I didn't know he was such a, a great guy where where that was such a big, big concern about this endangered fish. It's just a ploy and a farce in order to implement their satanic agenda. Whenever you hear this thing about, oh, we got to take this land away because of this endangered cockroach, or, you know, whatever this endangered scorpion because he's such a wonderful little guy or endangered spider. I mean, literally, I've heard stuff that that, that is that asinine. Endangered spider. Endangered venomous poisonous spider that would kill you with one bite. Oh, poor little guy. Never had a chance because, you know, we took up all of his habitat or deprived him of whatever, the Egyptian dung beetle that he feeds on. I don't know. It's ridiculous. We have to start calling them out. We can't let these agencies hide under the guise 
of not understanding who they are. And um, I will tell you that there's a list in the back of these documents that I recommend everyone download. That would Another thing to do is to pray specifically against these, these Illuminati families. The Rothschilds being at the very, very head. The Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Astors, the DuPonts. To pray specifically against these satanic vessels of Satan bloodlines. I think that's very important because they're the ones that Satan is working through most directly in order to implement his agenda on planet Earth. Even focusing in on, on Obama, he not to say he's not in that bloodline, but I'm talking about direct descendants, the people that are the puppet masters for people like Obama. That's really where... where these types of, of really satanic agendas are, are coming from, spawning from. Be the Goldman Sachs, sustainable growth, taking a deep dive into water, mm-hmm. as well as the water market USA. You will find not only the World Bank, Viola, which is Rothschild, Goldman Sachs, you will find Nestle, Coca-Cola, the Rand Corporation, NASA, the Scripps Institute, NOAA, which is the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, Bechtel Corporation, the EPA. Now, the EPA is really a very substantial player in privatizing. So, looking at this, partial list of corporate government agencies conspiring to privatize public water in the United States and globally. We must all do what we can to expose these corporations and agencies. I'm just going to hit some of the big ones here that might really ring a bell. That might, you know, Nestle, she mentioned that, Coca-Cola. You know, Nestle's got, Nestle's purely satanically evil, Coca-Cola. Uh, these are, these are ones I'm going to hit that are more like maybe a company you support that you don't need to be supporting. Uh, let's see here. General Electric. Um, let's see. American Water Company, California Water Company. Starbucks. Oh, why doesn't that surprise me? Satan Bucks. They should call it. Totally wicked evil company. Intel. General Motors. Uh, Pfizer. The drug company. ConAgra. Doesn't surprise me there. DuPont. Remember I just mentioned DuPont. Sinjir International. Fertilizers and Agriculture. So again, just to have that awareness that these... Typically the bigger the company, the, the more likely they're going to be satanically... Uh, infiltrated and evil. The water globally and in the United States. Oh, they're, being, they're the front mm-hmm. for creating uh, endangered species uh, requirements and standards that are literally going to bring our public municipal water agencies to their knees because they will not be able to afford all of the requirements that the EPA will be... No way. They're scripting the play. Absolutely. It's important to know that the USGS is involved as well, the Army Corps of Engineers, the Bureau of Reclamation, General Electric, but the Department of Interior, I would recommend everyone type this in. I found this very disturbing. You will as well. Uh, When you type in the Department of Interior, followed by uh, potential water supply crisis by 2025, you'll find a map. It's a map of the western United States, and it's color-coded. And it identifies unmet rural water needs and the anticipated level of um, uh, crisis, potential water crisis, with, again, the unmet rural water needs, but also uh, conflict potentials indicated as being moderate potentials, 
conflict potentials as being substantial and conflict potential very high. Now, what do they mean by conflict potential? Well, let me read this to you. This is what it says. And this is referring specifically to Sonoma County and Marin County here in Northern California. But it includes the entire map of the Western United States from Texas all the way to all the states to along the Pacific Coast. Um, Sonoma County and Marin Counties are clearly identified on the map as having dark yellow status for conflict. The Department of Interior interprets this risk as substantial. In fact, not only is there a substantial risk for conflict, the risk is calculated as being the same as Klamath County. Klamath County is uh, north of, it straddles the California-Oregon border. Right. And the co conflict has already commenced in Klamath County, and people have been shot and shot at. This is the risk they're talking about. They're talking about guns. They're talking about uh, the theft of people's water, and will people allow it? Well, I want to just uh, advise everyone that's listening. If you know of any farmers or ranchers, uh, I would recommend that you uh, help educate them on primary water. Also, all the local welling drill companies. I would recommend that everyone consider pulling their well drilling permits. Because uh, just last week, Ventura County, which is just um, slightly south of Santa Barbara in, in California, issued a sneak uh, well drilling moratorium. And um, I uh, will have that on my website. Uh, you can watch the uh, ranchers and those that have orange uh, orchards, etc., pleading with the Board of Supervisors in Ventura County not to prevent well drilling permitting. And they went ahead and, and, and approved it, not unanimously, but enough to get it approved. And I can see this cascading across California. And, in fact, I can see uh, the inability to drill wells cascading across the country. That's why uh, we must immediately understand primary water. We need to access it on all our rural properties as quickly as possible. I would recommend that. People can pull their well drilling permits. You can find out how long a drilling permit is valid uh, until you must drill or, or drill for your well. In other words, you can just hold on to your permit. At least that's how it worked in the uh, moratorium in Ventura. If you had your well drilling permit, you were able, you were permitted, you were able to drill a well. But people uh, realized that there might be a moratorium on well drilling, uh -huh. and they started to pull, they started to request permits, Jeff, and they actually backdated the moratoriums by several weeks so that anybody that had tried to submit would fall under the moratorium. Yeah, they're just amazing. There's an institute called the Primary Water Institute, and it's, uh, it's very thorough. If you do a search for primary water, you'll find it. <clears throat> Primary well, it's actually on stopthecrime.net. You have it there. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> just to clarify a little bit, a moratorium is a delay or a suspension of an activity or a law. And in this case, the activity of well drilling. Okay? And again, what possible motivation? What, it has to be satanic. Would they say, we don't want you to drill in this area where there's a gigantic drought. 
Oh, that makes a lot of sense. In other words, the only reason they wanted to do it is to create even a worse problem because it's all being done by design. And so these people were pleading with them, you know, what are you doing, you satanic devils? Why would you put a moratorium on well drilling when we're totally in the worst drought we've ever been in, even though you created that? <laughs> well, of course, they created it. They want to make it worse, and they, and they want to make sure. So what it would do is if somebody had land, and that drilling permit was the thing that was going to, you know, particularly if they if they had, um, like, let's say they found a place where this peak water existed, or not peak water, primary water, um, that's going to be the difference between them staying on that land or them being not being able to keep the land and the government taking it over. And this is what they want to create. And they're beta testing all this in California and to kind of see the ins and the outs of this satanic uh, scheme. Excuse me, satanic scheme. Uh, yes, in, if people look at StopTheCrime.net, you can not only find the Water Wars documents that I referred to, but right next to the Water Wars link on the home page, we have primary water. You can click on that, and that will also get you to the Primary Water Institute. And as you said, it's very, very thorough. In fact, um, I you have think... So, the, what the point I'm trying to make is, and we're out of time here, you have a tremendous amount of backup data to support what you're saying here. This isn't just something that you've heard in an Internet email or an internet story this is this is well known but it's being suppressed clearly for reasons that are very obvious so wow well what we've learned tonight is is uh it's big it's as big as learning the peak oil was a fraud and that was something else so well jeff that's absolutely right and we must share this far and wide that's Uh, uh, what we need to do at this moment stopthecrime.net it's right there Thank you, Deborah. Say hello to Lou. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jeff. Okay, good night. Okay, so there we go. Uh, primary water. That is really good news. Actually, wonderful news. All right, that's our program this Friday. That means weekend coming up. Hope you have a good one. Take good care. We'll be back with you Sunday night on our... Okay, so that was that video. That was about 45 minutes. And I normally don't play something that long, but... This is really super mega important stuff, obviously. And I posted those Bible verses that I talked about earlier. I posted them here in that if you want to have access to those as well. So let's go further here. Uh, Actually, what I need to do now, it looks like, is just go to, oh yeah, part four. Because I'm totally out of time on part three. So God bless you and see you in part four.